This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 174. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. All right, Spapreneurs, I already know this episode is going to be epic and amazing because my guest has been so patient while I figure out the nonsense that is my podcast setup. So let me give you a background. So I normally leave my podcast equipment on my table. I work I work out of my office in my day spa, and I do this because, you know, it's just easier to keep it up. Anybody who does podcasting for a living knows you don't put the stuff away. Well, I put it away because I had a guest in there and to make room at my giant table, and that was a mistake because it took at least, like, I swear, like 10 minutes to figure out, oh, yeah, I'm going to plug in my microphone. So this is why I already love this guest. It's Annie Schusler. She is the rebel therapist. You have heard her. I'm sure you have on her own podcast, her own trainings. Um, I love her so much because again, her whole jam is all about making sure that your practice is what you actually want it to be. The prices you want to charge, the structure you want to do, and the methods and the modalities that you really want to specialize in and work on. Because if you're still doing effleurage and you want to be cranking out the neuromuscular, um, you need to be free to do that. So Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm so glad that we love each other already. This is like (laughs) the most fun day I can imagine. Yeah, it's just it's weird with me sometimes with like podcasts that are in the space because I really don't play with y'all too much Um, because I'm kind Mm -hmm. of in my own little world of like, hey, don't fuck with the money and don't do this. And I I forget that other people in the space actually listen to me like grownups listen to me. And I'm like, I'm so honored that you even wanted to be on the show. I'm so excited. Yes. And maybe we'll get to even swear. Yeah. I, I, well, I've already done it a couple of times, so you, you, you'll be fine. Yes. So, <laughs> and again, people, if you don't like the swearing, there are lots of wonderful podcasts in our space that do not use the colorful language. I'm just keeping it real in my day spot. We swear. I swore the other day when my um, therapist is doing microfascial release on my jaw, because mm. that's not, it felt good afterwards, but during it, it sucked. It needed to be done because I've been very stressed. I'm trying to buy it and sell a house and it's all been manifesting in my jaw. And so, yes, but just knowing that like, so my, my practice, Annie, my spa, we have 20 different practitioners and they all do something a little different. So it's lovely. Mm. So I've neuromuscular, I've got Ashiatsu, I've got warm bamboo and I've got myofascial and the people that will stretch you and bend you and all that stuff. It's fantastic. And the Oof. way this came about was my, my mom started her office with one massage room. She was a massage therapy tissue specialist and she was lonely. So mm. she kept bringing people on because she just wanted that collaboration. And it just sort of happened this way. I have found now working in this industry as a business consultant after the last five years, my practice is really unique. Apparently, mm-hmm. this is not the norm. And I'm like, why? isn't it the norm? Cause it makes so much sense for somebody to have someone who loves doing warm bamboo alongside someone who loves doing neuromuscular because those are really compatible in the right situations. I love it. I love it. And then I'm imagining that for both of those practitioners, it makes their lives and their work so much more interesting. Oh. 
For sure. Because they can immediately refer to clients whenever the clients need. Like for example, we have an amazing prenatal specialist. She's taken literally every prenatal class you possibly can in North America. She's actually looking at, she was looking at Europe before COVID happened, take classes there. And it's great because when we get a client who's pregnant, no matter how much they want to stay with their person, they're like, no, we're going to transfer you over for the nine months to the prenatal specialist because you're going to get much better care. And, and then they go right back to the other therapist. So it's, it's lovely. Or like, for example, we have somebody who is complaining about low back issues. We have someone that just, that, that's all they do. So they can get that work done, but still get the overall, because I think we forget as body workers that there is a blessing to every modality out there because Mm. every kind of body needs something different and it's okay for them not to be monogamous with you. Yes. They can be polyamorous and stay in the relationship. I love it. Yeah. So how do you work with, so you are obviously, are you still a massage therapist or you former massage therapist? So I'm find out about you. Yeah, I'm actually a former psychotherapist. And so for 20 years, I was a psychotherapist. And 10 years ago, I became also a business coach. I closed down my my psychotherapy practice a bit over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm only business coaching. And so I business coach all kinds of healers. So body workers, psychotherapists, and they can be psycho and Mm -hmm. just all kinds of healers who love to love to collaborate. So I'm absolutely with your jam of knowing when it's time to refer, when it's time to send somebody down the hall. Uh, I, I love working with healers and it kind of puts me in this space where I get to keep learning and then often exploring those things for myself, because I do think as business owners, especially as business owners who are also healers, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to put that at the absolute top of the list or our businesses are going to be shitty and we're going to feel shitty running them. Amen. It's, it's the biggest thing I see in our industry right now is the burnout. Mm -hmm. And it was happening before 2020 happened. 2020, I think just exasperated a problem that was already there. And I see it every day when I'm in a Facebook group, or I see it every day when I see a post about they're upset about how much they're getting paid, or they're upset about whether or not clients are tipping or not. And then they get upset at each other. Because Mm -hmm. how dare that person put that policy in when that doesn't align with my values. And I've always been of the person saying, no, just because their values don't align with mine doesn't make them wrong. It just makes Mm -hmm. it different than mine. So long as again, consenting adults are involved and we're, we're within the scope of our practice ethically, according to our guidelines. But there's a lot of friction, like for a lovey dovey, like industry, we can be really bitchy. Yeah. What do you think about it? When somebody has, let's say raise their fees and other people, their colleagues are kind of pissed off. What do you think that's a sign of? Because I think it's usually a sign that the, the jealous person needs to raise their fees. Yeah. Or the jealous person hasn't done the work they need to do to raise their fees. And what Mm, I believe it is, mm -hmm. is not just a mindset thing. It's just knowing your numbers. Too many Mm -hmm. of our body practitioners don't do the 
basic business stuff of understanding a profit loss statement, understanding Mm -hmm. that just because they charge $90 or $80 an hour doesn't mean they get to keep the $80, $90 an hour because that's really the business got that. Every time someone buys something here at De-Stress Express, that's De-Stress Express's money. So when I say De-Stress Express is a seven-figure business, it does not mean Ramona is a seven-figure business. I'm working towards that. But I think there's the difference is there's a slot of body workers who understand and can still do amazing body work mm-hmm. and have that mind body connection with their clients and themselves and still be business owners. And then there's a good portion of them. I'm going to say 80% of mm-hmm. the people out there have no concept or unwilling to do the work necessary to be proper business owners. And that's when things like how dare they enforce their no-show policies? Yes. How dare they charge like so much money for the same service I do? How dare they not charge, for example, do the little stuff? Like we don't charge, for example, upgrades like aromatherapy. I'm like, unless they're getting specialized aromatherapy, if it's lavender, that's super inexpensive to buy. Just throw that in the massage. You know, how dare they, instead of having different levels of like deep tissue, nashiatsu, say my price is this. Mm-hmm. You get an hour of me because I'm going to customize it to what I need to do. That's where I feel like the friction is. And it's really because there are those people in this industry who believe that they should be business owners when really they'd be happier if they were just practitioners working for somebody else. The challenge is there's not enough good people who own studio spaces that will allow them to be themselves. Mm-hmm and be happy being a worker bee. So then they feel like they have to be a business owner, but then that goes against who they are fundamentally. Yeah. And I think a lot of those folks end up believing that they have to suffer in order for this whole business thing to work out. And I think that thing you were just talking about of if you charge a hundred bucks and somewhere in your mind, you think that means you get a hundred bucks you're setting yourself up to suffer, but then you also believed you were supposed to suffer. So you can kind of just hobble along that way for a really long time, as opposed to like looking at the numbers, looking at your time and understanding your value in the language of your clients. Like once you get those things going, then you can let go of that belief that you have to suffer. Yeah. Or even like business owners like myself who have a day spot. So again, I have a giant day spot. Like some people see it. They're like, how do you handle that? You know, I handle it, Annie. I handle it because I'm not actually in any of the treatment rooms. Mm -hmm. I took myself out of there a long time. The last professional massage I did was 2004. Nice. And I did that because I was really bad at it, but I love being around these, these incredible women and men and people who love doing this body work. My job as a CEO is to inspire them, help them build their business within my business, help them. I was just talking to a potential person partner here at de-stress and, and explaining to her, like, cause she works at a pizza hut for massage right now. And again, there are, there's no reason for work. There's no shame in working for pizza massage. I'm gonna be very Mm -hmm. clear about that. Mm -hmm. But when you are constantly going in, I'm only making $15 an hour, which is like, Mm. I'm working 39 hours a week as as a body worker. I'm going, yikes, that's way too many hours. And she's like, but I'm booked out six weeks and I'm working six days a week. I'm like, no, something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when you have to identify, okay, am I ready to be a business owner, of my own right and really run a business and still be the body worker? Or do I need to find a better place to park my talents? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are in our industry. There's not enough places where people can park because here's why 
a lot of times people who are the business, you like, you know, this, you were a psychotherapist, you work with clients, you were the product, right? You were the product. It's really hard once you're the product to take yourself out of that and let somebody else be the product. And you still represent that product. And it's an ego thing. Mm, absolutely. I had for a while, I was running a group practice, nothing to the size that you're talking about. For a while, I had a few therapists who I was working with in a group practice and I was the head of the thing. And there was this moment of ego, like having to give myself a new narrative as people would come into the practice. We were, we were all about couples therapy mm-hmm. and as people, as couples came in and maybe they had heard of me because I've been doing this for a long time and maybe they had been referred from a friend and there was this ego moment of me having to understand that I could refer out to one of the other folks in my practice with full confidence. And that wasn't a ding on my skills, like that they may actually be a much better fit for the people coming in. So there is this transition moment, I feel like for people who are the boss, who are, are the owner to, to see like, if I believe in these people 100%, then yes, this business is going to hundred percent succeed. If I'm still holding on to like, but no one can do it. Like I can do it. Then that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. People aren't going to feel comfortable working with somebody else because you're kind of giving that, that energy off. So I love hearing you say like, yeah, that wasn't even my superpower. This is my superpower much more than the hands-on work. Yeah. I I mean, I love that. I have the background of being a therapist. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest problem. The franchises is that because Ah. none of them have ever, they don't require the franchisees to at least even take a, take a class in any of the modalities they do. Mm -hmm. So they can't appreciate the amount of just emotional. Let's not even talk about the physical. We know about the the emotional asset. And especially this year right now where the world is recovering from so much trauma that it's a lot on these body workers. And then we're expecting them to be business owners and we're expecting them to be leaders and to follow all these ethics. And it's no wonder they're all like in groups. And and they're just like, I think they're getting burned out from each other. And so I'm just like, how can we get back to a place where I can say, okay, I run my business this way. This Mm -hmm, way works mm -hmm. for me. You can take aspects of what works for me and apply it towards you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're missing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are the, what are those kind of nah, 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 things that people are saying to each other? Oh, I've seen things like, again, the biggest, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve, Annie is um, how much should I charge? Mm-hmm. I hate it when they write those questions. How much should I charge for the service? And I, I just, I now have a canned response, which is the, um, hi, you have to do all this work. You need to yeah. know these things. Yes. You need to know. And like, for example, what's considered very inex- very expensive in like Buffalo, New York is very inexpensive in New York City. Yes. So understanding that aspect. So th- I'm seeing that. I'm seeing also too, I don't know about you, but like the tips, people get really offended if someone accepts a tip or someone doesn't accept a tip. I'm like, uh. why do you care? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it gets down to. Why do you care what this person is doing? Like, let's say you're in California. Why do you care what this person in Virginia is doing? Because yeah. in essence, it doesn't really affect how you should be running your business, whether again, it's a business of many or a business of just you. And I think they're using it as a distraction for like, for, for them being able to say, I'm not successful because of this. 
Right. So they don't and have to avoiding. go up to their own fallacies. Yes. Avoidance. Yeah. Avoiding their own work. Yeah. So I run, I run a program for folks who are creating their own small businesses where they're the main practitioner. And so that's a body worker or a, a life coach, all kinds of folks. I also, the most common question that I get is what should I charge? So as we're working through the process, I always say like, I'm really not going to give you a, a number because, but I'm going to give you some questions. So like looking at when you're in your ideal work day, what does it look like? And that's, you know, and when you set up your program, the way that it really works for you and your superpowers, what does that look like? We have to look at what do you need to make? What do you want to make? We need to look at your overhead. We also need to look at like, how well are you able to talk about the transformation in a way that lines up with what they're looking for? And all of that goes into the price. And then finally, I'm like, once you've looked at it through all of those filters, you tell me, because I feel like, I don't know about you, I feel like they always have a number that they would like to charge, but they don't feel permission to charge. So I just have to get them to tell me that number and then we can work with it and look at, they're like, I don't know, is that way too high? And usually no, usually I want them to raise it from there. But either way, they've got to start with it. And I'm like, all right, how does that number feel in your body? How does that number help you actually get to the income goal that you have when you add up all of the hours that you need to be spending in the other parts of your business? But yeah, that is that is one of the questions is in addition to how can I get clients is how much should I be charging? Yeah. And it, 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 it's such a personal question, Yeah, but it requires kind of the same kind of work for everybody. I always start mm-hmm. with, okay, I start with, well, what is your family situation like? I like to know like nice. when I'm working with a client, you yes. know, are you married? Do you have a partner that while you're building a business, mm-hmm. if you're starting out, can you, can they afford to handle the overall home stuff? So you're yeah. not stressed out about that because how you guide, like, let's say a single mom with two kids mm-hmm. versus someone with a husband who who makes a lot of money or a wife who makes a ton of money. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's very different. Like my mother, when she started practice, she had a husband who covered all the bills. So mm-hmm. she had the flexibility to go very small, charge a little bit less to get clients in the door. And that's a strategy mm-hmm. um, versus somebody else who's like, no, I have to make rent next month. So I have to make a certain number of money. I think that's first where it comes down to. And the second thing I think too, is like, what really motivates you? Like I'm a person that's motivated with money. Money is my mm-hmm, favorite. Mm-hmm, I just did a deposit mm-hmm. today and I was caressing the money and yes. loving on the money. Cause that's what I like to do. I have noticed in this field, a lot of people, that's not what their wheelhouse is and that's fine. Yeah. Their outcome then is either a, they want to gift the wealth to somebody else, like do nice things for their family or friends, or they're really called to the healing that they provide. The tra- like you said, the transformation mm-hmm. they provide. And as those people who are called to the transformation that I question whether or not they should be in business for themselves at all. Yeah. That's a really because- good question because I feel like it's going to get in the way of what their real purpose is. If their real purpose is, I love the transformation. The amount of time you have to spend growing a business is going to take away from that transformation versus if you work for somebody else, Mm -hmm. yes, you may make less money. Mm -hmm. That's inevitably true. 
but you will have the freedom and the openness to do exactly what, again, like you said, your superpower is, which is the transformation part of it. And I think a lot of them are afraid. I think, again, they go in massage school and they think these are my two paths. I either work Mm. for a franchise or I go on my own. And it's like, no, there's a lot of stuff in between there, but you just have to explore and discover what feels right for you. And that's allowed to change. And I think people don't realize that you're allowed to start out on your own and then decide, I don't want to do this anymore. And then go work for someone else. Yeah. Even if it is a franchise, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also find in terms of pricing, I loved what you were saying about it's going to depend on, are you in this situation where you need to get up and running quickly or do you have some runway? And then I also notice there's a risk tolerance piece. Like if someone's in a situation where they want it, let's say they want to charge a lot or what they think of as a lot, what their customers tend to think of as a lot. And they're going to take it really personally if they hang out their shingle. I know that's a very old-fashioned way of talking about starting a business, but <laughs> they <laughs> put up their website, get going, and they don't build quickly. If they're going to mm-hmm. take that personally, and if it, they're going to believe that that means that they've completely failed forever, then they should not start at that high rate because it says that they don't have the risk tolerance. So I think right. that gets that that needs to get thrown in there too. It's like, what will the patience- mean to you? Or the patience to build the kind of clientele you want to. I always tell, because we get a lot of, like for our practice, we're really, we love brand new massage babies, particularly because Mm. we like to groom them and we like to mold them and we like to show them how to do great massage work. We love them. They come with no bad habits. But when you decide to take on the new brand new babies, there's a lot of handholding and there's a lot of mentorship. There's a lot of like, you've got this, we've got you, and you've got to have a pipeline of clients coming through um, in order to be able to handle that kind of person because they may need again an income or they may need this or maybe that. But I, I love this because again, that, that risk factor, because if you need, if you are more of a quantity kind of person, and there's nothing wrong with that, then yeah, mm-hmm. you probably should charge on the lower scale. And I don't mm-hmm. think we t- I've mm-hmm. never talked about it that way, but it makes complete sense. Whereas again, if you are, so for example, I am shifting spapreneur. I'm still offering my mastermind. Don't my mastermind listeners and my members, I'm not canceling you. Stop. <laughs> but I'm looking at next year yeah. doing a sizable shift, Annie, where I'm really oh. going after people who really want a very large business like I have. Mm. who want a seven figure business. And I'm looking for 14 individuals and it will be a significant investment to work with me in this program. I am Mm. terrified of doing it, but I know it's the right decision. It's where my heart is leading me. So just knowing that, but it's taken me like two years of work to kind of unplant that kind of feel that kind of go, okay, this is where my heart and my mind and my spirit are leading me. And I think the reason I have the freedom to do that is when I have a successful business, I have a husband who handles a lot of, you know, our overhead. So if I fail, it's not a big deal. What do we do though, for those people in our space who don't have that safety net? How do we support them in this transition? Well, first of all, I'm just so excited for you. Like that's, that sounds amazing. And then you making it so clear, this is for the folks who want to create like a seven figure business. Then part of what, I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question because I got so excited. No, no, get excited. We'll we'll go back to it. Yeah. Um, You might have to remind me, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) But that part of what they're then investing in is getting to be with each other with you so that they know we're not fucking around. Like 
we are creating these businesses like Ramona has. We're not fucking around at creating something smaller. And so, yes, I want to invest so that I can be in that club, in that energy, and even get like a little bit of that peer pressure. I needed this validation. <laughs> I really did. Mm-hmm. I, Cause I've invested in high-end business coaching this year for myself and they have been pushing me and pushing me and my, you know, money coach, Amber Duggar, who is again, the glorious, I, I love her so much. We named a treatment room after her. Nice. That's how much I love her. We have a treatment room named after it's Amber D. It has prosperity mandalas um, stenciled on the walls. Like I love it so much. Um, so yeah, I needed that validation. The original question was, okay, and then we'll get back to the validation is um, for those individuals, our, our body workers, our life coaches, members listening to this, our care workers who don't have the safety nets like I do. Mm, How do yeah. we best support them to get to where they're comfortable making the money they need to make? Because I have in my practice, for example, I have several single mothers. I have mm-hmm. several um, like husbands who are main breadwinners and wives who are main breadwinners. And for a lot of reasons, they're, they're, they're it. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that luxury of having like a partner or savings plan or parents that can help out. How can we get them comfortable making the big leaps they need to and taking the risks they need to? in order to further their career to how they want to be. So they're comfortable and thriving. Yeah. You know, my friend, Ellie Shapiro was just, she's a a health coach. And she was just talking about how we need to signal to our nervous system that we're safe in order to take risks. Like we need to do things to show ourselves that it's going to be okay. And so whether that means like exercise whether that means having a certain kind of food available, all of those little like I am surviving kind of cues are really helpful. And then I think it's also having a on-ramp plan. So having, it could be working for someone else immediately so that you can then have enough financial safety to then have a ramp to take some risks from. Because if you, it's not just your psychology. If you're, if you're a single mom and you're the breadwinner, it's not just your psychology telling you, oh, I'm, you know, it's it's hard for me to take a risk. It's also you're being sane. You're you're really looking at the bills and knowing this has to come from me. So let me get myself set up with somebody like Ramona or one of the people that she's teaching how to create these bigger businesses. Let me start there and create some financial safety. And then if it's meant to be that I'm an entrepreneur to, to ramp it from there. And at that point, to look at starting with something really simple, starting with the low hanging fruit of who are the people who you really understand well, and you understand their problems extremely well, so that you can be serving them like next week, not, not having to come up with some elaborate plan to serve them, but really your ability to know those people, speak directly to them and serve them right away. That is your currency. That's going to help you build your business really fast. And then that's a, that gives you, I think we need wins early on in business to understand like this thing can work. I don't think we want to go behind the scenes for years and years, masterminding and creating things. We need to like get in, get a win. And then from there we'll, feel the courage to be able to take more risks. The other thing I think we need, and I think I've been a big contributor to this. So I want to apologize to everybody listening now. 
you know, in the beginning, and I still feel this way. I, I definitely, I personally do not like the franchise programs. I think that they are really detrimental to our business. Again, because the owners and the the decision makers are not required to be licensed or at least mm-hmm. take training, any of the modalities, anything like that. And so they don't have a full understanding of what it's like to be a body worker. So you've got them who are working like seven and a half hours, eight and a half hours a day, mm-hmm. doing eight massages, 10 massages a day. I'm like, that's that's just not sustainable. It's not good for the clients, not good for the therapist. That being said, I think we, and I'm going to start this right now and say, there is no shame though, working for one of these places. If you're doing it because you need the reps, number one, to get better at massage mm-hmm. and body work. But number two, you need to feed your family and yourself. You need yeah. to take care of yourself. There, there is no shame in that. I want to be really clear. I've never said that before. So let mm-hmm. me be very clear. Yes, I pick on Pizza Hut and massage. Yes, I do. It's fun to say. However, there is a place for it. And there's a reason why they're so successful with massage therapists. And that is that safety net. Mm-hmm. Because and so for you, if you want a business like mine, I have a safety net because we go out and seek a lot of clients and like I'm desperate to get any more people working on Sundays because I'm turning away 20 to 30 clients a week. On Damn. Sundays. Yeah. 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 And it's like, please. And now I've got all these people listening going, I'll move to Virginia, move yeah. to Virginia, become a <laughs> massage therapist. I'll hire you. But, th- and that's what I mean. And so I feel like, honestly, for those of you who are listening, who are like, okay, I'm ready to add people to my team. I am mm-hmm. ready to grow my business beyond my own treatment room. Mm-hmm. If you really want to do that, you need to decide first and foremost, are you willing to be a mentor to the people that come behind you? Mm. And if you're not, don't do it. I love that. Okay. So my friend, Podge Thomas, who specializes in helping managers be better managers and hire people yeah. and all that stuff. And I'm hiring someone right now. So I really needed her help. And one thing she said was kind of exactly what you just said. So I love it when I hear the same thing from two smart people in the same week. It's the like, universe is telling you this is, is like, what the listen, universe wants you to know. Yeah. listen yeah. to Podge, listen to Ramona. So the idea of you've got to figure out what is the shared agenda. So it's like, I know what my agenda is yes. with this person I'm going to hire, but what's their agenda in life? And is there a way that I can like bring them in, maybe teach them a little more than I need to teach them? If they love the idea of really learning Facebook ads, let's say I could invest more in them getting to learn that skill than maybe I need. And then what I get out of it, if I'm going to be a little bit selfish about it, which I will, is I get somebody who's really charged up to be in this business with me because they're like, yeah, I'm getting a paycheck, but I'm also getting to learn this thing I really want to learn. I love this. I love this. I love this so much because I think again, the fear is in this, that ego, I'm supposed mm. to be the best one in my business. I'm the owner. So the best one. That's the most bullshit thing you can think of. We have massage therapists now that are 20 times better than my mother ever was. <laughs> and my mother is fully willing to say, Nope, they're way better than me. Go see them. And we encourage them. Like we have mm. a couple that are super into neuromuscular. They are neuromuscular nerds. They take cadaver classes where they're slicing over open muscles to see where the insertion points in. You don't get more nerdier than that when you're spending thousands of dollars to go play with cadavers. Okay. And we encourage it. 
The yeah. other thing we do, and I think this is different. We are so generous when it comes to trades in our business. Mm. We never charge our practitioners for trading with each other. We don't charge a room charge. Mm. We, we, now we do have certain days they can't do it because we're busy, but yeah. we encourage. And there are some times where I'm like, I'm forcing them to get trades. Cause I'm like, you need this body work. You need this body work. Um, and then my front desk, because they're a critical part of it. I give them unlimited services for Ooh, free. That's because so smart. It is because they're selling the product. And here's the thing I love. And this is why I think we keep, because we keep a massage therapist, Annie, for like 20 years. Like mm. we don't have a lot of turnover. And um, like the last person who left, left because she got married and moved away. And I'm still mad at her. Okay. Nina, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm still mad at you for how dare you pick your husband over us. Mean, just terrible. Anyway, um, but we do that. So we put the right person with the right therapist. Cause yeah. that is a joy. I do remember that when I had a client, I loved that hour and a half went by so quick. Cause I am joyous and happy. There's nothing worse than you're stuck in a room with somebody and the energy is like disgusting. Yeah, and it's like not because your energy is bad. bad. It just mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. mix. So that's what I mean. I just wish business owners would see these things. I wish that they would think about it in a more, they need to start. If there's anything in our industry, that I really want them to fix. I want them to start realizing their internal practitioners, their workers are their clients. Mm. Treat them with the same respect and care. Yeah. Specialize their career path. Mm. Get with them and go, where do you really want to go? What do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Like I've got a few of them. They are all taking, when they were all doing cupping, I'm like, good Lord. It looks like they're all, you know, making out with octopuses, but they were all excited about it. So I let them go until yeah. finally I'm like, okay, you cannot cup every client because not every client's going to want this. So we had to have those <laughs> lessons, but how happy was it when they were excited about this and when they were joyous about this or, you know, with spapreneurs, I've had some who have super successful thriving practices out of their houses. Mm-hmm. And what they love about Spapreneur, and I'm sure you do this with your clients too, is I've never said, okay, you have to get a real location because mm. it is a real location. As long yeah. as you're making the money you want to make, that's what matters. But I think that's what it is. I think honestly, if, if I were to fix anything in our industry, it would not be, we need to have more respect from chiropractors or doctors or whatever. No, what we really need is the self-confidence and the self-worth and the self-awareness to know where I am is where I'm supposed to be. And I love it. And I don't need to defend it or explain it to anybody else. hundred percent, hundred percent embodying the value that you bring with, with no other input needed. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That your vision, what you want. So long as again, I just had three spapreneurs here locally. They got to see de-stress and get services. And one of them, Mary Beth, um, who I love, she's out of Kansas city. And she talked about how her thing is always, what is the best outcome for the client? And I'm like, that is your core mission. Mm-hmm. That needs to be everywhere. Everybody in your practice, you, you need to ask what's our mission, best outcome for the client. And I love that because she has a clear vision of what she wants. It doesn't matter if she has one location or a thousand locations, so long as that's the mission. And yeah. I, again, but it's her mission mm-hmm. and it's her value and she's not going to defend it anybody. And it's so clear. You don't need to defend it because how can anybody fight against the motto of the best outcome for the client? I love it. And then that you can filter every business decision through that question, everything from marketing to like bookkeeping, absolutely everything mm-hmm. to, if it's well, all built on the best outcome for the client, it's gonna, I mean, I love money too. I really love money. It's gonna be profitable. 
because you're bringing the highest value and it's going to be joyful because you're you're going to be feeling joy as your clients are able to experience more joy. So absolutely. Yeah. I love it. How can um, people work with you? Let's say, so again, let's, let's describe your ideal client. I know you did at the beginning of the episode, but let's do, let's do that again. So they understand who you like to work with and how you can help. Yeah. So this is a healer of any sort. I've even worked with some ministers, like you're someone who helps people and you want to create your own online, usually online, it can sometimes be in person, like a retreat, something like that. You want to create your own program that you're going to sell to a very particular group of people. And so I help you figure out your niche. I help you figure out your ideal program structure. And we work on the marketing and we get it out there quickly so that you can test it get an early win, experience this business growing quickly. And we do all of that over five weeks. So they can learn about that at rebeltherapist.me. Yes. And there's also a fantastic podcast again. Okay. So dear podcast listener, if you are not driving right now, if you're driving, please pull <laughs> over if it's safely. If you are listening on at home while washing dishes, take a moment, go to your podcast app, find Rebel Therapist, go ahead and hit subscribe. You know, you want to. Once you're done subscribing, you're going to listen to an episode and then you're going to listen to, you're going to give it a review, an honest one. It will more than likely be five stars. Write something down nice, even if it's just like joyous podcast or something. Do that for Annie as a thank you for coming on this popular podcast because I believe in reciprocity. And that's a way other healers can find her show because, you know, again, I feel like people are always like so funny. They're like, why would you have competitors in my show? I'm like, Annie is not a competitor. Annie is a companion to what I do because our audience and our ideal clients are very different things. I am not looking to actually teach someone how to heal anybody. Mm -hmm. I am only here to teach them how to scale their business. So they have other people healing people and they can sit in their office and talk to the Annie's of the world themselves. So let's be really clear about that. And when we have someone as insightful who wants to come on my podcast, I would be stupid to say no. And you've been wonderful. So Annie, where else can they discover you and find you? Any socials, any emails, anything coming up for you? Yeah. Thank you so much, Ramona. I love, I just love that reframe too. And I feel exactly the same way And I know I'm going to be referring people to you. So yeah, you can also find me on Instagram. I hang out there a bit. That's really the only social that I, that I spend time in these days. Although I keep thinking I might get over to TikTok. How about you? I, I love TikTok so much. I love it so much. It is the most fun because it's like a mixture. I learned so much and I have found so many wonderful things. I'm following it's her name is the real Melissa Strauss. She is a modern Orthodox Jew. And for this Gentile girl over here, this Lutheran girl to watch her kosher kitchen and watch how she prepares for Sabbath and her family and everything. And they just did the high holy days. It is fascinating to me. Again, I have a sociology degree, so that's also part of it. It's like, oh, look how society's working. I find TikTok so interesting because it's just right now still so wide open mm. that there's no barriers to finding really quality people. 
if that makes sense. All right. That I'm will in. eventually I'm change. Totally in. Yeah. Yes. Even yes. if you're Jessica Zuber, just the puppy videos, the puppies with the baby videos alone. <laughs> um, and there's also this amazing massage therapist. Oh my God. His name is Greg. I don't know. I forget his last name. He has the deepest voice and he works on like professional athletes and he talks about how to get to the psoas and other things. And I just watch going, I really want this work on me. So then I show Ooh. it to my therapist and they're like, Ooh, we really want to do this work. I'm like, I know. So I would never would have discovered it without TikTok. So yes, I highly, highly recommend just for sheer enjoyment factor. But I started going on TikTok, honestly, because my kids were on there and I wanted to know what they were doing. So that was the reason why I have teenagers. So I have to keep up. So now that I'm on there, they're like, no, mom, we don't want to be on here anymore. I'm like, good, good. I will go wherever you go. I Like the book of Ruth, wherever you go, I go. That's that right. sort of thing. So, but yes, Instagram's fun too. So head over to um, follow Annie on Instagram. Again, this is the Spotpreneur Podcast. Y'all, if you have not not, not, not figured out that the full schedule method is the easiest way to refill your books. And I don't know what to tell you every six weeks or so. I do a new version of this where I bring you together live on zoom and I open up the exact thing I do to fill 20 different people that, okay. It's not all 20 of them. A lot of them have they're booked out to like months and months and months, but the ones who are brand new, this is how we do it. It's literally one hour. You use the email system you already have paid for. And you get clients back in the door that already know, like, and trust you. Retention's everything, y'all. So head over to spapreneur.com and sign up for our next round of full schedule method. Again, it's a free class. You can spend time with me and other spapreneurs. And um, I just had one who just finished it actually in my community. And she's like, I'm booked out now three months. And I'm like, amazing. It's just like the best feeling ever when something so simple. And it really is simple, I promise, because we do it in an hour with, with, you know, at least 15 of them. If we can do it, you can do it with your, your schedule. I promise. It's very good. So, so yes. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something we've developed over like the last three years. And all it is, I'll, I'll get into it. We send out an email with a few of their openings that week. That's it to just mm. their clients. That's mm. the key is just their clients who are not already scheduled. So it's not a general like, um, you know, you know, email newsletter. No one wants those. No one's going to open that. But if you give them something they actually can use and at least it plants in the mind going, oh, yeah, my neck does hurt. Yes. And that person helped me with my neck or, you know what? Yeah. My life's in crisis right now. I really should schedule a session. You know, I'm just saying. So just head over to spotpreneur.com and get information with that. All right. Annie, I like to always end every episode with this because again, money is my favorite though. This word does not necessarily mean money, but what is making you feel wealthy today? I have a trip to Italy planned with my (gasps) 12 year old this coming summer, 2022, we never know. We never know what's going to happen. We tried this in summer 2020. That didn't happen. But the anticipation of this, it's going to be eight weeks together in Lucca, Italy. The anticipation of it makes me feel wealthy and excited. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. It's funny. Both of my children, uh, my 15-year-old and my, she'll be 14 at that point. She is going to Galapagos Islands. And that's delayed from this year for Girl Scouts. And then he's going to Greece. So I know I'm like, I know I'm like, um, mommy wants to go on these fun trips. (laughs) No, I work hard so I can send the babies. I'm very blissfully excited. I'm feeling wealthy today because we're closing on my house today. We're selling it. So I will tell you. Yes. I'm so excited to sell this house. So I love the house very much, but we have found a newer, bigger, better house for our family as it is right now. So that's making me feel wealthy. Annie, this has been the most incredible episode I've, I've had in a long time. Um, with the exception of Tanya Dalton, who's coming out in a couple of weeks, her new book um, is coming out um, on purpose. Everyone needs to pre-order it. It comes out October 26th, though. I think this episode comes out after that. I don't know. Anyway, get this book. 
I don't normally recommend books multiple times, but Annie, you need to read this book. I love I her. She, I, I oh will. my God, I love her so much. You have no idea. And she was on the Target video wall. Awesome. Yes, awesome. I know. She was on the Target video wall. So you can tell where my, my brief is. Anyway, head over to spotpreneur.com. Get all the information about Annie and everybody else. And we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.